You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Because when it's Ross Tucker, you don't want to wait an extra 25 hours. Ross joins us now on a Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern here on the Wester Hotline. You know Ross very well. Played for the Bills, NFL media mogul, loves beer, loves au jus. Right, Ross? <laughs> yeah, where was I doing the uh, Oh, The au jus was uh, at Barbell Tavern with the beef on weck. Yes, always with the au jus. Right, you were anti-horseradish and just get, get au jus. They should give you au jus with everything. Right. I think you know what, though? Um I got to tell you, I kind of regret not at least trying some of the horseradish again. It's a mistake. Because yeah. you, only, you only live once, and if that's the thing to do, and that's what people love, I should have at least dipped it. Like, I don't want horseradish all over it, but I could have had a side of horseradish mm-hmm. and dipped it in, and then I would at least know just how it worked, you know, how, how it tasted. Because, listen... When in Rome, mm-hmm. you know, act like a Roman. Like, I'll tell you this much. I don't like wine at all. But when my wife and I did a Europe trip after my fifth year in the NFL, I drank the crap out of wine in Italy. Some places, you just have to, they have the, the reputation that they, you just have to take what they give you. Like when we went on this Vegas trip that I go on for fantasy football in September, go to Kraft Steak. And the waiter comes over, and they go over all the specials. And at the end of it, he goes, or we can just have our chef decide for you what you want. And we laughed, and then we all – there were seven of us, Ross. And then we all said, okay, let's do that. <laughs> and then they just yeah, – I'm just telling you, so, like, it was really funny because when we went to Italy, okay, so, like, any red wine I've ever had in the United States tastes like skunked grape juice to me. Like, it tastes like the worst grape juice. I've ever had, and I just don't get it. But for some reason, when we were in Italy, and, you know, I was heavy. I was still an NFL, probably 315 pounds. I wore this huge, obnoxious orange jacket, so I was, like, twice as big as all these people. I'm the only one wearing this, like, obnoxious orange jacket. But, uh, first of all, the, the pasta was obviously amazing, but we drank so so much red wine, and it was so good. It's like um, it's like it's not carbonated or something over there. I don't know how to describe it. It just, I, I really got into it. Then I came back to the United States. I was like, oh, no, it still stinks. Give me a beer. <laughs> well, Ross, this is uh, bittersweet. It's great to talk to you, but it'll be the last time for a while, I guess. You know, uh, thoughts on the Super Bowl? We don't have to spend the whole time there, but it was a great game. Somewhat of a controversial ending. And, man, Jalen Hurts in defeat was phenomenal. Yeah. So, uh, 
obviously we could spend a lot of time on it. And as you might imagine, I have, you know, in Philadelphia and elsewhere. Um, And I'll also say this, guys, like, feel free to reach out to the Jordan, the Odyssey rep or me um, directly, you know, something big happens with the Bills this offseason or a thousand percent before the draft. Um, Let's let's definitely connect. Okay, cool. Thank you for that. Um, So as for the, the Super Bowl, so there's two separate things in my mind. There's the outcome of the game and, like, the players and the winning and losing and all that stuff. Um, you know, that's not overly relevant to Bills fans, although I guess I'm going to guess most Bills fans were probably rooting for the Eagles just because they're kind of sick of the Chiefs and don't like them. Is that fair? I, I, that might that might be right. It's definitely not unfair, I, I, but I, don't, I, I know I don't feel that way. I, I have not been able to get there on the Chiefs. Um, and I, I'm not really sure why, um, you know, maybe this off season we'll, uh, we'll explore, I'll explore that a little more, but like Mahomes is too, too much fun to watch. Reed is so likable. I, I struggle. You know, like Tom Brady was never hard for me to dislike Ross. Mm-hmm. Um, and the bills were never a contender. Even he was never, you know, he was in our way, but not really like the, you know, the bills could barely help themselves, uh, to, to turn that into anything. But still, he made me crazy. Mahomes has not gotten there for me, and I, I don't know maybe if he ever will. Maybe I'll get sick of him in another two or three, five years. I don't know. But um, I, I, my sense, my I, I had you know a half a dozen people in my house watching the game Sunday, and they're all Bills fans, and they were all rooting for Philly. Yeah, I mean, that's the sense I got. A lot of people were rooting against the Eagles because they don't like their fans, which – I, I understand. Um, and then obviously I, it just seemed like the AFC folks, the Bengals fan, Bills fans, didn't really want to see the Chiefs win another one. Um, so I was really disappointed in the field conditions. Mm-hmm. Again, that is not a – the issue with me doing work for the Eagles now is that, you know, people think it's like everything I say – that there's some ulterior motive because the Eagles are good and the Eagles were in the Super Bowl. Like, first of all, I didn't. I wouldn't have gotten any extra money one way or the other if the Eagles won or not. In fact, because the Eagles didn't have a Super Bowl parade, I filled in for Angelo Cataldi one last time today on the morning show. So I actually got more money for the Eagles <laughs> losing than, than I would have if they had won. But um, the field conditions – is just totally unacceptable. Mm-hmm. It's the same for both teams, yes, but it's just unconscionable to me that we're all watching these guys slide all over the place. And I don't know why the Eagles were sliding more than the Bills. I mean, than the Chiefs. they got to figure that out. But that was just really disappointing, number one. And then number two, uh, second year in a row, guys, second year in a row, that they let them play pretty much the whole game, and then they throw what I've deemed to be a ticky-tack flag in the last two minutes. You know, last year, because uh, people are like, oh, you're a homer. Go back and check out my tweets at Ross Tucker NFL from February 8, 2022, because that's when they called that what I thought was really – 
bogus holding penalty on Bengals linebacker Logan Wilson against Cooper Cup. And so there's two issues for that in my mind. Number one, you're supposed to let them play in playoff games and in the Super Bowl in particular. And then even more to the point, I think the later the game goes, you should let them play more. The, the way I've described it is it's like they were calling that pitch a ball the whole game. And then with the last batter up to bat, they called the same pitch that's been a ball all game. They called it a strike. Guys, that was the only defensive holding or pass interference the whole game. There was like 50 pass attempts. So really disappointing because nobody – forget the, who's in the game. Nobody watches a great game, 35-35, and is hoping, man, I hope this game has a game-clinching ticky-tack holding pound. <laughs> it's just so disappointing. And then the thing that bothers me the most as a former player is, you know – I thought, first of all, I think Greg Olson, the Fox analyst, I, I think he's excellent. Me too. I really do. Me too. I, I think he's fantastic. Um, he was all over so many of the things, like when they tried to throw the ball to Wiley and he couldn't be in the next play and late in the game, they shouldn't score. He is fantastic. I totally agree with him. In the first half, I thought Bradbury had a clear hold on Juju Smith's shoots or pass interference. And that was a critical third down. Juju's running in breaking route. And Bradbury really gave him a tug. I thought, boy, they should have called that. But it's the Super Bowl. They're going to let him play. So as a player, like, you know, as an offensive lineman, if I get away with a couple holds and they're not calling it, I'm thinking, okay, they're letting us play a little bit today. I need to take that into account. And then if they call that, if they call something less than that, a hold in the last two minutes, it's really disappointing. I mean, it's, it's letting the guys bang every time you go to the basket and hoops the whole game, and then the last possession they call a hand check foul. It's just, I think it stinks. So that's all the um, league issue stuff. As it relates to the game itself, um, you know, the, the margin, and you guys know this, the margin of error for beating the Chiefs is really small. I think the Eagles were the better team. And we talked about this on the Even Money Betting Podcast. If they played again this weekend, uh, my co-host said the Eagles would be favored by a point. But against the, the, the Chiefs, you can't have a fumble return for a touchdown, especially when you're already in Chiefs territory. And you can't have a punt return. Um, uh, you can't have a punt return. Um, return for a touchdown either, essentially, which is essentially what it was. Yeah. By the way, you guys, you got to check out my uh, my Twitter at Ross Tucker NFL. Right before I came on with you guys, I saw a video of Mahomes chugging a beer. Yep. <laughs> during the parade. Yeah. And I like to do this every once in a while. I tweeted, "This is disgusting." There are children watching who look up to him. <laughs> Good luck with that. You'll get what you want. You'll get what you want out of that. It, it is hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. The uh, the response, like amazing. Well, it, you you sh- you experience what happened when you with you and Seth Payne. Uh, exactly. It, exactly. It is so funny. <laughs> 
I mean, when they don't know you're joking. People that are replying to this, <laughs> it is so funny. It's even better than I thought it would be. Is this the clip of him gunning the beer and, and somebody has to like get up and, and help him because he looks like he's going to tip over? I guess so. I didn't even. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, there's a guy there. Yeah. Um, but it's just so funny that people like that people will think I'm serious. Um, it's just amazing. You know, Bulldog probably has a question. Can I just force in, please? Can you quickly or at all, Ross, explain Eric Bieniemy not being a head coach yet? Does anybody actually know what the de- – I mean, you, you can be an offensive coordinator for a team in a one-off year that has a 10th-ranked offense, and your defense is great, and you're in the Super Bowl, and then you're a head coach. Like, how is this guy year after year rebuffed? Yeah, I mean, I, from what I've heard, it, it just sounds like he doesn't interview very well. And even forget from what I've heard. Like, at this point, there really is no other explanation, right? Because it's not it's – not, um, I know a lot of people will make it a race thing, but, you know, the Texans three years in a row have hired a black head coach. Three years in a row. David Culley, Lovey Smith, D'Amico Ryans, they are choosing other black head coaches over Eric Bieniemy. So even if you think the, there's a, the race is an issue with the other teams or whatever, you know, whatever anybody thinks, that's totally up to them. But, I mean, what people should do is they should ask the Texans that. Three years in a row, you hire a black but it's not the enemy? Like, why are you not hiring him? Because it's obviously not because of the color of his skin. Um, so I don't really have another explanation at this point other than he must not um, – Hmm. He must not interview well. I wonder how important that is to the job. You know, like coaches do a lot of media, of course, but he's done media too. It's not like he's so so bad or anything. He can't, it's not like he can't speak. You got to be a good communicator to be a good coach. I think he must be that. So maybe the interview is like badly badly overrated. I don't know. We don't have to stay on him. There's other stuff to talk about. I no, just no, no. The, the only thing I would say about that is um, it is very surprising that he hasn't gotten one. Number one. Um, and then number two, it sounds like he's going to go somewhere else. Yeah, to give himself a better chance, um, because there's a thought process that you know because Andy Reid calls the plays that that hurts the enemy, and obviously people point to Doug Peterson and point to Matt Nagy and say, well, they both got a shot. I would say, um, you know, Sirianni's opening press conference for the Eagles was a disaster. Yes. And, and he would even admit to that. But that's also not the same as a job interview. Like, I, you know, I have three small businesses. Go Big Recruiting is a high school athletic business. I got the Ross Hecker Podcast Network, and I've got um, MyFrontPageStory.com, which is like, it's too late now, but it's the best gift ever for like Valentine's Day or whatever. So I, I get interns from Penn State, and I do phone interviews with them. And I guess what I would say, Mike, you know, we can discuss how important an interview is to to actually doing a job, and and maybe it's not that important. But when I when I talk to twelve kids on the phone, and I'm going to hire four to six for this semester, I'm not I'm not 
offering the job to the people that are the worst on the phone. I guess. Now, yeah. You know, they, they don't have a, tra- in fairness, they don't have a track record. I don't really know much about these kids. They just send me their resumes, and I'm just kind of going off the conversations. But I think for any, in every aspect of life, it's really hard to hire someone if you don't feel like the interview goes well. Like, if you're, if you're interviewing multiple people, and you really feel like a couple of them went well and the one doesn't go well, boy, that is a leap of faith to then hire that person anyway. Ross Tucker on the Western Hotline. Bulldog. I'm glad you mentioned the turf. And I know you're not going to have an explanation for it, but what a colossal joke that is. I mean, you you go to a site, a warm weather site, there's a dome to boot, and they just replaced the turf. Like it's just such a failure to have your marquee event. I, I don't think the, the the call at the end of the game, I think it's like took a lot of attention away from how shoddy the, those field conditions were. If if maybe that game gets completed without um, the you know the controversy at the end about the holding penalty on Bradbury, maybe the the you know after you get past congratulating Mahomes and Reed for winning another Super Bowl, maybe the next thing that's talked about the most is just how ridiculous that field was. Well, I don't have an explanation for it. They talked about how they worked on it for two years, and it was $800,000. And, you know, I don't know enough about it, but, like, you know, they grow it somewhere else, and then they roll it in. I don't know, like, how about just sticking with what they already have there? I I, I mean – like, it seems to me like when you're rolling something in, I don't know, does it really have long enough to really have deep roots that really go down? They do that for when the, when the guys play over in London, and it's like, listen, these are 330-pound men at times. By the way, can you imagine, Bulldog, if let's say, um, let's say the last play of the game, or let's say the game didn't end on Bradbury with a controversial hold, Let's say it was man-to-man coverage and he just totally slipped. Can yeah. you imagine? Or mm-hmm. let's say, let's say, um, let's say they kick the field goal and the Eagles go down, and the Eagles are going for a game-tying field goal, and Jake Elliott, their kicker, slips trying to kick a game-tying field goal. Can you even imagine? I mean, the NFL is probably happy that it was the reps and not yep. the field at that point. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, Ross, um, just about five minutes here. We've had a few weeks with you to talk about the Bills and the future. You know, Allen, Josh Allen made a comment about copying the Chiefs, but it was very generic. Um, is there one thought you'd leave us with for what their top priority should be here, either in terms of a position or a player or a, a mentality? I don't know. Yeah, no, um... They definitely have to get better up front on both sides of the ball. Mm-hmm. I guess that would probably be my better, my biggest takeaway because the Bengals beat them up front, both sides of the ball in that game. And then, you know, they play again. And, and then the Chiefs, that might have been my biggest surprise in the Super Bowl. I mean, I am surprised Jalen Hurts played that well. And that bodes extremely well for the Eagles moving forward, because unlike Josh Allen, since we all saw what he did against the Chiefs a year ago in the playoffs, you know, in Philly, there was this, yeah, Jalen's having a great year, but 
you know, how would he do in a big game against a quarterback like Allen or Burrow or Mahomes? Well, he went out and played the best game of his life. Um, so that was a huge surprise. But then the other surprise to me was the Eagles didn't really dominate the game up front. I mean, they, if anything, I felt like the Chiefs were up to the task. Now, how much of that's because of the turf, I don't know. It's the same turf for both teams. But I guess that was my big takeaway is the Eagles totally wrecked the 49ers up front on both sides of the ball. But the Chiefs were able to hang with them. And the Chiefs were able to hang enough up front such that Mahomes could do what he did and the Chiefs could win the game. I, I think the Bills need to get better up front both sides of the ball. I mean, people can point to other weapons, but I don't know. Are the Chiefs' weapons that much better than the Bills' weapons? Uh, clearly, Mahomes is a little bit more consistent than Josh, which is part of it. But the Bills can't be last out of those three. Kansas City, Cincinnati, Buffalo, they can't have the third offensive line or the third defensive line or even just play like it. You know, I don't even know if the Bengals' O-line and D-line are actually better than the Bills, but in that game they were. Because then the next week they come out and Chris Jones is killing those guys. <laughs> yeah. You know, and by the way, that and maybe Von Miller was, was going to be that guy, but – that's who the, the that's who the Bills need. I mean, the the, the Bills need like a, a dominant dominant defensive lineman or two. Seems like it's really hard to win unless you have that guy. What's... Well, they better they better hope Miller recovers um, and is ready to go sooner rather than later. Because Ross, if they if they they if if even if they wanted to overhaul both of those lines it's going to be really hard to do this off season. I mean, they are in tough financially and you know, I mean, I, I don't know how they could possibly do both. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole. Well, good thing. Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados. Like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo. They are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? 
Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Things They've got a lot invested already on the D-line, including Miller and his huge contract. So, like, I, I think they might just have to put their heads down on defense and take what comes. Offense maybe is is a place where they can maybe, you know, deploy their resources. Yeah, it's a good point, Bulldog. They're going to have to try to figure that out. Um, and I think that they will because I don't want to say the window's closing, but Josh isn't getting younger. Stephon Diggs isn't getting younger. You know, I mean – their time is kind of now. Um, unfortunately, the Chiefs' time is also now, and the <laughs> Bengals' time is also now. And, uh, you know, in the NFC, I think the Eagles' time is still going to be now. I mean, Hurts, that was a big takeaway from the Eagles is like, wow, like if he's that good, they'll have a chance every year. Ross, what's your offseason like? Uh, flying to Montana tomorrow to go Ooh. skiing. Um, this weekend, I do a decent amount of public speaking, which I really enjoy because unlike TV or radio, um, you know, the people are right there in front of you. So it's the closest I get to playing because there's nowhere to hide. So if anybody up there ever wants me for a speaking engagement, just hit me up on social or rawsucker.com. But I will, uh, I'll take a trip out West in March with my high school buddies to ski in Vail. Skiing is, I told you guys this, it's the only thing post-football that I can do orthopedically. So um, I get after it, really enjoy it. I mean, here's the thing. My, my, my two favorite off-season activities are skiing and apres skiing. And you do them the same day. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, it's incredible. And then, um, you know, I'll get into, like, March Madness. That's also beer pong season. Um, April and May, and then I go to the beach quite a bit, uh, the Jersey Shore in the summer. And then before you know it, it'll be training camp, and I'll be doing Eagles preseason games, and we'll be doing the whole thing again. So it's skiing season, beer pong season, and then beach season. Sounds great. I love that there's a beer pong season on your calendar. That's yeah, yes. beer pong season short, and my wife doesn't really approve. She's not a big fan of the tournaments I host here at the house, but <laughs> I try to do it when she's out of town. Very good, Ross. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for today, for the season, and I'm sure we'll talk again soon. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much. All right. Ross Tucker. There's our man Ross on the Western Hotline, and his appearances all season long here have been brought to you by Northwest Bank. For what's next, get started at northwest.com. Bill's off-season topics, 803-0550 to call in with uh, your thoughts, listening to Ross or our conversation from last hour. If you miss anything, Find it on the Odyssey app or at the website, WGR550.com. The Sabres play tonight in Anaheim, pregame at 9. Mike Shope and the Bulldog here, WGR. It's hard to put your finger on, Rich, because you say they don't have a run game, yet they were number 7 in the league in running the football. Uh, they were number 7 passing the football. Uh, so they had true balance in the regular season. When you add up a top 10 in both those, they were number 2 in points scored. You know, and their defense was in top 10 in just about every category. So... It's hard to sit there and say, you know, what's wrong with this franchise? Mike Mayock on with Rich Eisen. Good God with the balance. We're still on balance? Some people are. Who who won the Super Bowl? I mean, just 
Okay. They run it. They run it. They did run it effectively in the Super Bowl. They did. <laughs> they did. There is that. So, Howard. Yeah. How about that, huh? I mean, blindsided. <laughs> sure. Who who could see it coming when he trimmed down to three days a week in September? When's the roast? <laughs> that he would we just be started. retiring at this point. <laughs> the roast just started. One of Oh, I've got material for years on Howard. <laughs> we go way back. I know, right? Like you started yeah. with him. Yeah. No, absolutely I did. Yeah. I mean, for anybody who doesn't know, like I yeah, I my last three credit hours at Buff State to complete my degree um were spent interning with Howard at WBEN in the summer of 94. And that was covering Bison's games and covering roller hockey games and uh I remember going to a Blue Jays off-season caravan in in Hamilton or something to talk to Holy cow, who 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 in the world would have been the GM then? I can't think of the name. Ah, anyway, a uh, lot of good Blue times. Blue Jays? Yeah, Blue Jays. Gillick. Uh, maybe not Pat Gillick? Maybe it was a, a different guy, a president or something. It wasn't Gillick. That's not the oh. name I'm thinking of. Uh, but anyway, maybe Paul Beeston? Yep. Um, maybe that's the guy. Anyway, whatever. I, I did a lot of really, you know, very green, no real experience at all. Um, and I got to, I got to, you know, cover events and learn how to do that job. I don't think I was particularly good at it. Um, but it's kind of hung around and like Howard and I weren't exactly, I wouldn't say friends then. Um, but we interacted and, and had a good time when we were at work together, but we didn't do anything outside of work. Um, and I, I still, I don't know. I've never really asked him how he felt because he, he was doing a show there, um, for for you know, like a three hour show at night, one on one sports that Murph used to do, and before Murph Stan Barron, um, and they decided to give me a show after Howard's show, and I I don't know if Howard loved that idea or thought like what the hell is happening to broadcasting or or what because I mean I I I might have come off like I had no business hosting a radio show, um, I certainly didn't do it the way he did it I don't think, um, and. But he welcomed me, and he helped me, and he meant a lot to me. Like, I really don't think I'd be here doing this if he hadn't been who I worked with that summer. Uh, so I owe a lot to him. He means a lot to me, Howard. I never really felt like I got to know him that well, even though we worked here together for so long and at our old place. for yeah. You know, I, I was, if you will, kind of like you there, <laughs> new and I don't know who's this. Who's this guy? Maybe mm-hmm. some were thinking, but um, yeah, like one of the things I take pride in, and I think you would say the same thing is the longevity, because when you get into radio, like you are just told that isn't going to happen. Like <laughs> you, you right. are you are not going to be in one place. Any TV show or like radio displayed in in the media, it's always like sort of the West Wing is my favorite show, and they did this. At times on the West Wing, or just, you know, I'm in Dallas, then I'm in Cincinnati, then I went to Seattle, then I'm like, it's just you can't really just settle down and 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 expect to be on for a long time. It happens, but I'm very proud of that for me and for us. And I would say for the station, like, I think it's incredible mm-hmm. that whether it's all a good thing or not, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not meaning, I'm not trying to say, tell them like I'm boasting here, but. Like, he, he wrote, this blew my mind, and I should have known it. 
he wrote that he and Jeremy have worked together for 18 years. Like, Jeremy? <laughs> I, I, I Sometimes I think of Jeremy being, when I was at Syracuse, he was in the student booth uh, in, in the year 2000. Like, yeah. I think of Jeremy as just younger. And, wow, 18 years. So it really is that amount of time. I mean, I'm here, I'm going into 22, I guess. And you're more than me. And, like, just a long time, uh, the four of us. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it, it is, um, I, I haven't tried to, well, I, I've tried to not think for too long today about the idea that someone who was, you know, starting out in Buffalo broadcasting anyway, when I got to know him, um, he had been in Niagara Falls and in other places before that too, Elmira in Ohio, like he wrote today, um, but that he's done. Is is still happy? I mean, you know, it, you know, the signposts are everywhere. You know, whatever. I've got, I've got, I've got grown adult children uh, at this point. So does Howard. Um, it just, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's a little hard for me to accept that he's at retirement age. Yeah. Which, because you know, we're not that far off in age. Even well, though, like when I showed up there, like I was on, you know, I it was my last cre- college credits, but I was I was twenty eight, twenty nine years old by then, because uh, I was on a I was on an extended plan, if you will. It, it took me a little. You're while the Brandon Whedon of radio, <laughs> right? It took me a little while to find what I really wanted to do, uh, and I, you know, I chose this. So. Um, but so we we were you know we're we're pretty close in age Howard and I and so him retiring is just sort of like whoa because I don't feel like I'm anywhere near retiring and and somewhat along the same lines I was thinking about him yesterday because my nephew is working here now little baby Joey you better get used to these bars kid <laughs> uh, and Joe Joe was working in here he's doing updates he was on yesterday and Howard's son worked here for a period of time and has been gone for years now right a couple two yep. or three years. Yep. So uh, that came and went, and here I am listening to my young nephew, uh, you know, work working on the station. Just like, yep. yeah, it goes by, I guess. Here's Zach with us. Hi, Zach. Hey guys, how you doing? Good, Zach. Thank you. Um, first of all, Mike, I appreciate that Back to the Future reference, real quick. There. Thank you. Um, uh, anyways, you know, with this hiring today, this new wide receiver coach, it kind of turned up a memory of when we were on OBJ watch, it seems, back uh, early winter, late fall. And I was curious if, you know, in your opinion, if that's something, again, that the Bills should explore or not this offseason, or if it's kind of not worth it at this point. You know, the, the way the season kind of panned out, I mean, nobody got him, obviously, but now it seems like, I don't, know, I don't want to be dramatic and say they're receiver poor necessarily, but obviously that's a, a glaring issue on the team. And, you know, there's a guy that has had some at least individual success as a player, um, but is, you know, getting older, of course, you know, same with Diggs. So I was just curious as to what your opinion on that going into this next season is. I would be a little surprised if they can't afford him. If they ultimately, I'd be surprised if they sign him for that reason that they make him the best offer. They are not alone, to put it maybe mildly, they are not alone at the top of the pecking order here as a team you can win with. Um, If Dallas wants him, or even Kansas City, I mean, these are teams that might end up needing receivers, and there are plenty of others. I don't know, I wouldn't expect the Bills to win the bidding. They did just hire his college receiving coach, and I don't know anything about their relationship, if they have one. 
there, there are just going to be some hard choices for the Bills this this offseason. They're not going – we've talked about this a lot already today, and it's a good conversation. They're not going to want to just always be making the win-now move. You just can't last doing that. They're, so, And Kansas City just won a Super Bowl in a year where they really did cut Matthew and, of course, Tyreek Hill. Like they, they had to do that, they did it, and they won. That should be – if Josh Allen wants the Bills to copy the Chiefs in any way, like this is, we yeah. can win. We're going to do a couple of things we don't want to do, and Allen is great. We can win anyway. And I, I just think ideas like Odell Beckham can be left by the wayside when that's where you're at. Yeah, I I, I always liked the Beckham idea uh, during this season as an in-season move. Not entirely because there weren't any other good options out there, but I, I thought anyway in in my scenario, like in my head where I was thinking about like what what's you know what what could they do, what makes sense for them to do, the the appeal of Beckham certainly his talent if he were going to be available turns out I I guess he never was or no one trusted that he was because he ended up not playing at all, let alone here. But if he were ready to contribute and was willing to come to a team that he thought gave him a chance to win another ring, the Von Miller attraction, and that gets you to he's here on a on a deal where he can prove he's healthy and can still help a Super Bowl contending team and take a, a small contract to do that for six weeks, eight weeks, however many weeks it would have been, and then parlay that into – free agent riches this offseason somewhere else, great. Thanks for coming. Uh, we'll always remember you fondly. You helped the Bills win a Super Bowl, and now you're going to go off on your way. Okay, great. Now that we're to an offseason, and I would assume he's going to be healthy and attractive, I, I just think the price tag is likely to be out of what the Bills can handle. Like they, they need to add people. One of the reasons at that position, one of the reasons the draft is such an attractive option is because it's cheap. And if you if you can hit on a guy early that can be impactful for you right away and you're paying him a rookie contract, that's way more effective than paying Odell Beckham the going rate for a free agent receiver of his accomplishment. So I, I'm, I, I'd be open to it if the money made sense, but I almost 100% do not expect the money to make sense. Okay. Uh, good question. 803-0550 for your calls. Mike Shope and the Bulldog. We'll be right back. This is WGR. Welcome back, everybody. We are into the off season. We are into, I think... The playoff race in the NHL. We were, at least. I think we still are. It has to be that we still are. But it's gotten bumpy. Sabres and Ducks tonight. Pre-game at 9. Face-off at 10. The Sabres say they are 11-7-3 all-time on February 15th. What's the three? Years of this never clarified. Yeah. yeah Years but... of this. <laughs> Eleven seven and three, they say all time on February fifteenth. What's the three? They had to have had ties. I mean, they had ties for what? Forty years? Thirty yeah, thirty years? Right. Yeah. 
So what happened to those? What what's the seven? What's the three? Hmm. One wonders. I can't help you. Yeah, I don't know. Tyler is with us. Hi, Tyler. <laughs> you don't have to know this one. <laughs> hey guys, <laughs> how you doing? Good, Tyler. Thanks for calling. We appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Um, just something I wanted to bring up. You know, going into the draft. You know, I think. Um, not sure if guys been checking out the mock drafts recently, but Jackson Smith and Jingba. You know, he's been going like um, in their projections, like early twenties, mid twenties. You know, I really think the Bills um, should trade a trade up a little bit. You know, to try to get him, I think he'd be a great boost to the offense, and you know, fan, fans love him, so it would bring a lot of energy. And also, I hate to say this, but I think we need to take something out of the Raiders' playbook here, because you know, when they drafted um, Quellen Farrell, like you know, in the first round, you know, reached on him hard. You know, he was pretty terrible. But then they got Max Crosby in the fourth round. You know, I think they should try to take some flyers in like the fourth and fifth. You know, defensive end. See how they work out. You know, not going to be paying them a lot of money, and who knows, like turn the next Max Crosby. But you know, I'll hang up and listen to what you guys have to say. Okay. I mean, you, they'll whatever you're doing in the mid mid to late rounds, you could call flyers. Uh, I know what you mean. Not draft them early, and I I think we both yeah. feel like that's going to change this year. Um, Smith, yeah, yeah. Smith and Jigba is. Going to be a popular name. He might be the most popular name as we go through the next two months because I think wide receiver is a popular idea, and he's the guy. He's one of two or three. There are others, even in round two. I had a nice chat last night, Adam Krautwurst, Jeff Bell, football guys on our Deep End Fantasy Podcast about some of these names. Jalen Hyatt is another one. Marvin Mims from Oklahoma. Um, I, I Bulldog, it's early, but I wouldn't be surprised to see Smith and Jigba go much earlier than 27 i wouldn't i wouldn't either um and the look he, he he might end up being the best receiver in this class um i i'm i'm a little I, i'm speed is is a, is a big element it's not the only element and he, that's not his thing um so i'm i'm a little skittish about it but that doesn't mean i'll i'll hate it if we end up there um but I'm I'm a little scared of you know you 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 look into him it's like well he's not the fastest guy like oh god like like I've got a team full of not the fastest guy I I need some fastest guys can I get a couple of those guys yes. please fair absolutely fair so there there may be guys I end up liking more this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news. You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. 
Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. And even if that means waiting um, for someone who's not as well-rounded a prospect, uh, I just I'm going to be I'm going to be a little worried about that. We talked a little Bijan too last night and yesterday. You and I did. Maybe it'll be every day. I I thought of it's not even that I thought of it in this conversation last night. Um, Jeff made a case for okay. So which team? does draft Bijan Robinson. Which, which team does draft the best running back in this draft? Like who is he right for? Bad teams shouldn't because bad teams should want players at more important positions. Players that are, are like re- tougher to replace than a running back mm-hmm. seems to be. Players on good teams, okay, that's later on is he going to last until the end of the first round? Edward Solaire, when Kansas City did that, was not like a home run prospect. He there's also Jonathan Taylor and DeAndre Swift in that draft, among others. So sort of a niche pick there the Chiefs made at the last pick of the first round. Cincinnati maybe is an idea. It's Jeff Bell's idea. I think the Carolina idea is is really good. Carolina isn't good, but they have some good pieces. They they drafted Horn and they've drafted you know mm-hmm. earlier. DJ Moore is really good. If they get Derek Carr, then maybe Robinson. I mean, I still don't think I would do it if I were they because I wouldn't want to draft a running back. Interesting, too, that Sam Monson yesterday said running back in the 20s is defensible. Mm-hmm. Um, by that time of the first round, it's sort of a maybe there's been an overreaction. And he's at PFF, an overreaction in terms of how dispensable and valueless we see running backs. So. 27 is our number. Yeah, I still, when he said that, I, I just, and I, I think when we got into that conversation, I even said, like, I, you know, not not that you have to expect to sign all of your first-round picks to second contracts, but I, I one of the biggest, I would not want to sign any running back to a second contract, I don't think. And so I, I feel like if, if that's my position, I'm I'm walking into a situation where I'm going to be five years and done, and I don't know, I, I might hope to get more out of a first-round pick than that. We'll talk some more after the break. Plus, I need to give the Dolphins credit for something. There's time. Mm. You won't want to miss that. Okay, I, <laughs> I, I, I promise not to go anywhere. On the heels of one conversation we had yesterday, this needs to be said. 803-0550 for your calls, the Bills and the offseason. Mike Shope and the Bulldog, WGR. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.